0: What is up, broskies and broskats? Welcome to the Sloppy Syndicate Show. Uh, We are currently streaming on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. And the episode will be uploaded to Twitch, not Twitch, excuse me, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher in the morning. So thank you for tuning uh, tuning in with us live, and thank you for listening uh, on those platforms. Uh, We thoroughly appreciate you coming in. And we have none other than Heath Warren, Nashville's own singer and songwriter in the house tonight. We'll bring him on shortly. Uh, What is up? Ali, Aldemir, Justin, good to see you all. And the man of the hour is here, Mr. Mr. Heath Warren, Nashville's own singer and songwriter. How you been?
1: I've been great, man. How about you?
0: Living that dream. So uh, yeah, we had a big concert last night and then uh, a show today. So I'm sipping on the Mountain Dew in the water today. I'm leaving awesome. the bushlight be the bushlight alone today. So <laughs> yeah, so uh, either, Heath either and I
1: good NASCAR Sunday, huh? No. Right. No yeah. badness.
0: Nope. I went a little too little too hard. And you know, the older <laughs> we get, uh, the longer it takes to recover for us. So
1: no yes.
0: Uh sticking with my Mountain Dew and my uh liquid death water. So and yeah, so for all of you that are joining us, Heath and I met uh it's been over a year ago in Key West for the Singer and Songwriters Festival. And uh, I told him He's the next Luke Bryan. Not only does he look like Luke Bryan, he sounds like Luke Bryan. So uh, him and I kind of formed a friendship from that and, uh, yeah, just kind of kept in touch and and started talking and had some shenanigans in Key West. And now we have him on the Sloppy Syndicate show. So it comes full circle. So now we're coming back to you and uh, getting you putting you out there. So, well, uh,
1: thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it uh we had a great time in key west man that was that
0: was so much fun oh most definitely so um are you planning on going this year as well uh for the singer songwriter fest that is a yearly uh for the folks that are listening that's a yearly uh event that they hold in key west where some of the best singer songwriters come down from nashville all over the country actually and they uh you know it's bands and and music for seven days straight all over the town so
1: yeah
0: uh, and yeah, it's blocked good.
1: out on my calendar right now, as it always is every year. Uh, you know, most everyone in the songwriting community always looks forward to that week. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Should be a good time. Everything's kind of back to normal now, which is which is great. Uh, so, I think it'll make for the that festival to be even even more special than it was last year.
0: Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't make it down. Did I make it? Yeah, I was there last year actually. Yeah. Yep. It, the year just went by so fast, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely different, uh, than previous years, but, um, Florida's, I mean, Florida's pretty much free for all now. They're like, whatever, yep. you do what you want. And, I mean, look at the Daytona 500 today. There was 180,000 people, if not more there. So that's like, yeah, lost. we're back to normal. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I just texted, uh, Luke Combs, publisher. He's there. Cause Luke Combs is performing, yep. uh, the concert there. He posted a video on Instagram. I was like, dude. That is insane. You you that's the only place in the world where you see that many people attend anything but but to be able to play music in front of that many people is just so cool and Luke's the perfect fit for that crowd too so yeah most awesome
0: definitely insane. and that's that's probably the biggest crowd he'll play for. If you think about it, uh, you know, even a stadium tour you have 60, 70,000, maybe 80,000 at the most. Right. You're playing in front of you know, 100,000 easy, 150,000. Yeah. In the that grandstand in is
1: insane. You can't really like put it to scale. You have to go to Daytona or you have to go to like Talladega to see how big those places actually are. It's, it's unbelievable. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. That That's probably the biggest concert he'll ever play.
0: And uh, so, I mean, that'd be great to see you there one day. I'd, I mean, I don't know if I could do it. I'd probably get a little nervous and, you know, get the stage fright with that many people. I uh, think I just want to
1: go. go. I, I've heard it's such a good time. I would really right. just want go and have fun.
0: Be like, I don't want to sing. I just want to be here. But yeah. So, yeah. But um, so looked awesome last night. It, it was a great time, Ellie. Um, and thank you. My beard is on point. Thank you. I got it trimmed. I um, uh, let it go for about six months. So I was looking like a caveman, um, but I got it trimmed up nicely. I get, uh, so I get anxiety now when I go to the barbershop because I've had the same barber for probably five or six years and he's moved to Texas. So now when I go into the barbershop, I'm like, I'm sitting in the chair. I'm like, all right, please don't mess up the beard. Please don't mess up the beard. So I haven't, even, I've, I've literally have told them not to touch my beard for like six months. Right. And, um, uh, you know, after I kind of, I go to the same guy and, uh, after I seen, you know, his talent with the beards, I'm like, all right, just kind of trim it up, line it up. And, uh, so much less stress, I guess. But, um, uh, when you find a good barber, you got to stick with them. So, yeah,
1: that's, that's a real relationship that you don't realize how important it is until you lose them. I, I've, I've gone through quite a few in the last few years, just because in Nashville, it's kind of just like an ever-changing like barbershop and like salon scene, and they all rent their chairs, so they sometimes they just find a better option, and they, you know, I never get to say goodbye. I have to go and find somebody else. But, yep,
0: and you know. same here. He just kind of uh, disappeared, yeah. and I was like, I texted him. He's like, Oh, I'm in Texas now. I'm like, Really? Well, you couldn't have told us, but, but
1: yeah.
0: you know, he had to do what was best for him. So he's rocking right. it out and uh
1: your beard game is so strong man <laughs> that, I mean, it, it requires so much patience to be able to get to that length
0: right and and the funny thing is i'm the most impatient person there is yeah but for some reason i just let the beard grow and i was like whatever
1: when's, and, when's uh, the last time you saw your chin
0: oh god it's been 2016 i think
1: yeah that's- See,
0: I, I, I originally, everyone's going to find this funny. I started growing the beard because my double chin, I started getting chubby and I was, I was getting a double chin. So I was like, you know what? I can, I can grow a beard out. and Nobody will know now. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was the main purpose of the beard was to hide the yeah, double I'm chin try- when I was a little bit fatter. So I'm
1: the same. I try and sharpen up the jawline a little bit with the, with the trick. Cause uh, I, I would look like a thumb, I think. If I didn't have
0: <laughs> yeah. Now I look back at the pictures and I was like, <laughs> I was like, dang, like my neck just looked like I, I like had no neck. I was like, cause I'm stocky in the shoulders. So it's just like yeah. a, stocky shoulders with a fat neck. It, it didn't really, it didn't really look that good. But uh, yeah, looking back at some of the pictures, I was like, oh my gosh. Now I don't, I, I can't imagine myself without a beard. So
1: yeah, the beards, a, it's, it's the trick of the trade. I think we're lucky to be able to grow one. not everyone can. But um, yeah. yeah, I'd like to
0: get the ZZ top beard one of these days, but that's probably another you're six years down the road, but uh, you're getting there. So how's Nashville life? I know you're uh living, singing, writing, uh, and yeah. having all that fun in Nashville. So uh Man, Nashville on- is
1: it's a special place. I love it here. Uh I, I moved here five years ago uh from Los Angeles and I loved LA for what it was, but man, there's something pretty magical about this town. Um, and I think it it starts with the people more than anything, just the foundation of like welcome kind-hearted people it, it's i've never never really been anywhere in the country that, that feels like nashville does so um i think it starts with the people and you know everything after that it's just it's it's a plus this town is exploding it's grown up grown so much in the five years i've been here and i used to come through here on tour and uh you know it the town had a a great buzz back then, but nothing like what it has now. So, um, it's, it's, it's an exciting place to
0: call home. I love it here for sure. And Justin says the people are great and I would have to agree. Um, I was up there for the country music fest a couple of years ago and it was, it was insane. This was pre COVID and literally there were stages down, uh, Broadway, um, kind of all, you know, all over the place. And, And I tried to go into Tootsies and it was like, literally sardines like you had to like wiggle through just to get i was like ah yeah i don't like that many people but um it was a good time and everyone's just so friendly like justin said they're great up there
1: man last time i was in tootsies it wasn't even a special weekend or anything but now every weekend is just insane here and the top floor of tootsies you could feel the floor like moving so i've kind of checked out on going up there like Um, yeah
0: that's gonna collapse one of these days i mean it is like 100 years old so yeah
1: that building is so old but um yeah, man, it's it's a fun town. I, I love the I love I love being here. I love the buzz.
0: It's cool. So, what? Uh, you obviously had a big year with songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, any songs hit the radio, and uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about uh, the year to come. What are you putting out? And
1: yeah, so when we <clears throat> when we met, I just just had one of my first major label radio singles uh, go out. It was a song called "Something You Ain't Ever Had." We got cut by a. Country duo Waterloo revival, and uh, um, it stuck out on the radio for 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 a little bit. It streamed really well on Spotify, and ended up winning, you know, a, a playlist award uh, from Spotify that year. So that was that was kind of my first intro into radio stuff, and um, it's 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 such a tricky game because we got to write. 200 some odd songs a year to even be able to have a chance, you know, and have a right. shot at that. And when you get your first taste of it, you just want to have another one and another one. And and that's when you really start to realize how hard of this business can be. Right. Um, but since then, yeah, I've had quite a few cuts come out. Um, nothing to the radio since then, but um, plenty of cuts have happened And and. uh, and then I, I guess last week I did have a uh, another song make a radio debut with an artist just moved to town. His name is Trevor Holmes. Okay. Yeah, Trevor's like great dude. We met uh, one night at the uh, the listening room. He was attending a show that I was playing, and then um, uh, we just stayed in touch. Did a couple writes while he was he was still living in L.A. So we would write over Zoom and. Uh, yeah, so we just got his next single, and that's it made the radio debut last week, but I think it's due out, uh, you know, here in the next couple of months. So okay, very cool. Keep an eye cool. out
0: for that. And what's the name of that? So the uh, listeners can find that on the radio. Yeah, that song mm-hmm. is
1: called Used to, used to, and, okay. and the artist is Trevor Holmes. All right, very Trevor, uh, Travis is. Trevor's famous for uh, he was he tried out for American Idol, and and Katy Perry like fell in love with fell in love with him. Not like she like legit fell in love with him and uh, they flirted for a bit and I think that went viral. And then Trevor ended up doing that, he did another TV show as well on ABC is like a bachelor type thing. But okay, yeah, good dude and excited for his project to come out. So it's cool.
0: Yeah. And so uh happy belated birthday. I know your birthday was yesterday. So yeah. uh, the big 33. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's a lot, what a lot of people uh, don't really understand. You know what the, uh, the musical industry or the the singer singing songwriting i mean 200 songs a year that's a ton of talent that's a ton of work behind the scenes that most people don't even um really pay attention to we all just right. think oh bam overnight success they hit the radio now takes a lot of years like he yeah. just said he's been he's been at it for five years and um i always look at chris stapleton as a uh as as something um because he was a, a songwriter for for many years, yes, and then he finally example. right, and and finally he branched over to the music, um, where I think you're you're talented in both aspects, you know, singing and songwriting, you. Uh, you know, so you have that advantage, and and I'm hoping to see uh be the next Luke Bryan. It does take some work, but uh, Man. when I heard you in when I heard you in Key West, I was like, yep, he looks like him a little bit. I mean, we were we were drinking anyway, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, he looks like him a little bit, and he's gonna be the next Luke Bryan. So.
1: It's going to yeah. take some
0: time, but you'll get there. Keep working on it. I mean, some, some great songs out there. Uh, great character. Uh, good dude to hang out with. So, um, yeah, I think uh, the sky's the limit. And I just wanted to bring that up because a lot of people, I mean, my, myself included, I know what goes into it um, per se. But, I mean, even me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good song on the radio. And you, you really don't understand how much work goes in behind the scenes with the, you know,
1: yeah.
0: songwriting and, and trying to get it cut and, and just making it on the radio so yeah it's
1: it's a process and it's it's a wild wild ride for sure it's definitely not for a weak mind or or um you know a soft heart because i think uh you've really got a tough skin because you hear no a lot and sometimes it, it makes sense and a lot of the times it doesn't and um you know as i've gotten older i've started to prioritize my calendar a little bit more with, you know, artists who have a, a timeline that would line up with, you know, due releases, something that they're, you know, looking to release music soon. And um, the reason why I say that is <clears throat> I spent two years writing with an artist here in town who great talent, one of my one of my best buddies, and we've written hundreds of songs together, and uh, he just had a uh, an LP come out in January. Uh, his name is Eric Van Houten. He's from Buffalo, lives here in Nashville. And uh, I have three songs on that 12 song record. And oh, very cool. that took two years of writing, you know, to get three songs on, on one artist's project. So, you know, that's definitely like the long play uh, way, to, way to go about it. And he signed a publishing deal and, his producer deal is, you know, that was all a part of why things just take a little bit more time because the business side of, of songwriting and then the creative side of songwriting hardly ever align. You know, most of the time when a song gets released, you, you wrote it a year ago or, or in most cases even, you know, much longer than that. So um, it's definitely it takes a lot of patience for sure. Yeah.
0: And, and a lot more patience than I have to deal with it. So I'm just, uh, I'm not that talented. I can't sing like you. So I'm just the wacky, uh, the goofy guy that likes to do the interviews and and have a good time and hang out and and make friends. So that's my side of it. But uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not that talented to uh, write a song or play an instrument. So I had to find what was best, uh, what I could bring to the music uh, world. And that's interviewing artists like you. So um, we have a big uh, schedule coming up. I have three shows next weekend. Uh, nice. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then taking off for bike week. Um, I got some uh, sponsorship things and like that with Harley to do, um, some uh, competitions, uh, bike shows, things like that. Nice. Then, uh, show you,
1: I got to show you this, Don. You'll love this, bro. I'll give you a little tour of my house. This is my TV stand bar cart. I'm jealous now.
0: That's, yeah. that's pretty kick-ass. It? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's... It looks like an old cafe. Yeah, I mean, that's that's awesome. I like yeah, that. Dude. I'm a little jealous now.
1: <laughs> We're going to have to find, find the guy who built this thing, and we'll, we'll we'll get you one.
0: But yeah, that's, that's awesome. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I hope to see you down in Key West this year, if I can go. I know I got a little too rowdy last year, got in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> um, but it was all in good fun. What's up, Bearded Vato? Thanks for coming in uh justin says happy birthday dude
1: thank you justin um
0: again if you missed the show you can check us out on iheartradio spotify uh stitcher and uh, currently waiting on pandora and google music to get approved um so if you missed the show go back and uh listen to it at work uh it will not be uh it will just be audio obviously on the podcast side of things but if you want to watch the video come to youtube hit the like and subscribe button and supports uh heath warham um and is it cool to plug you on ig or yeah okay um, oh, yeah.
1: sorry you want my my tag for yeah uh, so you can
0: find heath warren um on ig at heath warren two. um yeah. you know and kind of follow his journey as a singer and songwriter in nashville and um big yeah. coming up he's got like he said a couple songs uh, that he has cut and uh working on more and i'm just kind of like he said 200 songs a year It just kind of I couldn't fathom that. You know, when he said that, I was just like, really, that many? I mean, that's a lot of time. I mean, average, like, how many hours a week do you average writing songs? That's probably quite a bit.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess this, and Nashville is a little different probably than, than, you know, New York or LA. And, and I guess just the country music genre works this way. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a songwriting machine on Music Row. Um, we, we treat our job just like a nine to five. So, uh, you know, Monday through Friday we're writing and it's, it's a song a day. So you'll finish a song. Say you start the ride at 10, uh, you know, on average, I would say you're typically out by two o'clock. Um, and you know, it varies most of the time you're in a room with a, with an engineer, a producer, someone who can, excuse me, record the song. So. In one day's work, you start from scratch, you write a song and then you record the song and that ends up being like the demo or the work tape. And then you turn that into your publisher, you turn that into your record label and then they just kind of shelf it and it ends up in your catalog. And so you do that Monday to Friday, If you're writing five songs a week uh, throughout the year, um, you know, give or take, you know, we, we, we have some leniency in, in our schedule. There's some freedom for sure. Uh, there, you know. Sometimes I'll open up around a, a round of golf instead of going in to write a song, but right. um, yeah, that's that's pretty much how you get to two hundred. Um, is is just five five songs
0: a week, and then uh, obviously you're performing, you know, nighttime, you know, right. on Music Row or you know some of the you know venues around town. So, have you had the opportunity to play the Grand Ole Opry yet? I know that's a huge thing most uh, singer songwriters want to do. And, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I have not. Um, certainly a bucket list dream to to be invited to be a part of that family, for sure. Um, I've never even been, but <clears throat> that's on purpose. Uh, you know, I am I, I want my first time to the Opry to be, you know, uh, you know, an invite situation. So uh, right. not that Almost I want to go on. And, and support some friends, you know, but uh, I just, to me, I think holding out, you know, it just puts another, another thing on my list to uh, try and accomplish. So. Right. It
0: gives you that drive, that determination <laughs> and makes it a little bit more special when you've made it, um, yeah. you know, on stage versus going to see a show. So I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, Justin says, uh, any promotion work word of mouth is still stronger than anything else. Um, yeah, this, I mean, it's a, it's a huge thing of social networking. Keith and I met in Key West, and we right. you know, maintain contact on IG and you know different things like that. So it's a huge, um, it's a huge realm of just uh, social networking, business networking, all kinds of events. You meet um, people at shows and all kinds of stuff. So, uh,
1: yeah. what's
0: up, uh, DTV? Thanks for coming in. We're just talking with Heath Warren, uh, Nashville's own singer and songwriter, and uh, it's a pleasure to have him on the show. Uh, so, what else do you have going on this year uh, other than writing songs? Uh, you know, playing music row. Um, any festivals or, or, you know, other events such as the singer songwriter fest or some stuff that I'm playing that I'm
1: going to be a part of, uh, really just the, uh, that festival in particular is always a big one for me. Um, and just to kind of clear it up, I, you know, my, my role in Nashville is, is pretty much solely in the songwriting seat. Um, so I'm typically always just writing for other people. Um, so as far as my artist career, I'm going to put some music out this year uh, under under my name. And, and uh, I'm excited about that and excited to really, you know, dive into what that's going to look like and sound like and things like that. So that's definitely on my radar for this year is to, um, you know, discover my voice and discover my sound a little bit more. Okay. Uh, which is exciting because, um, you know, I really haven't spent a whole lot of time doing that. Um, I'm, I'm always trying to do that for somebody else right but uh outside of that and and the key west festival i'm gonna attend a bunch of festivals i'm gonna be in uh fort lauderdale for um tortuga oh very cool i guess it's like a few few weeks away a couple months away and then uh possibly Stagecoach um out in the coachella valley in palm springs okay very cool um those are some big events yeah, those are huge, and uh, it's cool to to see the lineup and see a bunch of buddies' names on the on the lineup. So uh, it'll be a good time to to you know just go have have fun and be around country music for the weekend and support some friends.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, he has songs with Waterloo Revival, correct?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who, and who then, uh, uh, great question. Yeah. Um, I've written with Chase Rice, uh, written with uh, a country duo called After Midtown. They just signed a deal at Sony. Uh, Nate Smith, he's also at Sony. Um, Most recently, I've got a single coming out with a new artist at Warner. His name is Bailey Zimmerman, Um, and he's kind of the talk of the town right now. Um, As far as, like, big name celebrity folks uh, that I've been in the room with – I really kind of have to like dive in and think about it. I I, I try not to put too much weight on those situations. But right. Just just, but uh, but yeah. Um, those are just a few to just to name a few.
0: And so, when it comes to like you branching, you know, to your your own music. Um, so say you write a song. This kind of popped in my head. So say you write a song and you think, you know, you want it on your album. How does that work with? Um, the pub, you know, pub- publishing agent and, and things like that. So can you take your own song and be like, Hey, I want to make this or how does that work?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, most of the time uh, when you're writing for pitch, so say I go into a write and I'm not necessarily writing for me or writing with an artist in the room that day. Um, publishers will give you a, uh, uh, they call it a tip sheet. And it basically has all of the, major label country artists in town that are currently looking, listening and cutting uh, songs for their next record. And next to their name, it'll have, you know, the producer they're working with, and then it'll have a couple notes, like what they're aiming their record to sound like, or maybe a a common theme or something like that. And uh, so you turn one of those songs in, it gets put on hold. And once a song is on hold at at that point, you're not supposed to shop it around to anyone else That means that artist is planning on cutting it. Um, In in some situations, uh, you know, a writer will end up wanting to keep the song for themselves, and they've got to let the publisher know or the label know, hey, we're we're actually going to roll that song out in a different direction. Um, And then there might become you know a bit of a bidding war at that point. Um, And sometimes, depending on who you are. Uh, they'll allow a songwriter to cut a version and, and put out a version and then they'll still stick with their version. Okay. um, Depending on how big they are, you know, the trajectory, the trajectory of, of that uh, cut, you know, could, could be life changing. So I think it's, I always like to look at the songwriting game as, as, as a really, really big poker table and uh, you know, the the key to it is just to try and stay at the table longer than anyone else. Um, As long as you're at the table and playing, then you've got a chance. You've got an opportunity. And, um, you know, uh, you see so often on the artist side of, you know, not so long lived careers. And uh, if you really do only have 15 minutes, then I think it's, it's important to try and, you know, make that last,
0: as long as you possibly can but morgan wallen did that with jason aldean daniel yep. Beard, so so I, I know you don't put a lot of pressure on yourself of who you want to play with or write with but um being in the industry um mm. you know and growing up on a, a different genre of country music i guess we probably both could agree on um who would you want to write for or um be on tour with uh out of anyone in the you know country music industry so
1: um, man, that's a great question. I, right? you know, for me, I, I respect so many people in, in, in this little country music world. Um, I think they're all so damn special, but that it'd be tough to say no to Morgan Wallen right now because he's just kind of, he's got the game in the palm of his hand. Um, but, uh, you know, aside from that, I, I, Kenny Chesney plays the biggest country shows <laughs> and so those would be the biggest shows you could play. I actually just ran into <coughs> my buddy uh my buddy Justin plays guitar for Dan and Shay and they're going to be on tour with Kenny this summer.
0: Oh, very cool. Yep, he's coming yeah. to Tampa, so we're going to try to hit that hit that show in Tampa.
1: Yeah, that's but, that's uh, always a big show. You don't want to miss Kenny. He's that's They, uh, they pull out all the cards for him. Yep. Um,
0: I saw him, uh, it was six years ago, I think. And it was, uh, Eric Church and and Kenny Chesney in Tampa. So he always puts on a big show.
1: I'd put Church at the top of my list too. He, uh, he's a great, he's a great songwriter. I don't know if a lot of people know how, how good of a songwriter he is too, but he, um, he's pretty special. So I'd put Eric Church up there for sure. Um, and you know as far as just the 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 whole beach country thing goes like i love kenny chesney i love uh the simplicity of that that songwriting style and, and lifestyle country is definitely right. out of my, my
0: alley so, i would say for me it would have to be garth brooks because obviously yeah. he's the goat i grew up on yeah. and then uh randy travis for some yeah. reason randy travis sticks out you know being obviously growing up on his music as well so right. uh, those are probably the two that i would you know love to just yeah. even me
1: so those are great ones and randy's a great dude he, we we see him around town every once in a while and obviously he's you know he's not a hundred percent anymore but uh uh i've met him once and he's he's a sweet guy and obviously this town really loves him so um, yeah, I, I think those are two. Those are two pretty good choices. I can't argue with that.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, Brantley Gilbert. I think he um, Colt Ford made the the original version, and then he cut another version. I think that's how he got started, um, yeah. if I'm correct. Brantley Gilbert with Colt Ford. So, and then yeah. he's you know since blown up from there. So anything yeah, that's possible. That song ended up
1: being so big for Jason Aldean's career. You know, um, if we're talking about the same song. Um, but, uh, yeah, that does happen quite a bit, I guess. Um, I was just thinking of another one. Al had it happen quite a few times, I guess, but, um, yeah, it, I would say country music is, is much more accepting of that kind of crossover and having multiple versions of the same song exist. Right. Uh, you don't see it a whole lot in, in, in other markets just because
0: it's, you know, I, I don't think it's as friendly of a of a music community
1: yeah so, it's essentially
0: because country music industry is like one big family when yeah. you look at you know some of the other genres of music but um yeah so uh let's talk maybe a subject that um is love or hate i don't know but uh what are your thoughts on uh what the heck's his name he just uh he's like outlaw country not really outlaw country but um he makes makes the waves. Oh goodness, Upchurch. I don't know why Up I Church. couldn't think of him, but
1: yeah, Upchurch had a uh, man. He kind of had a bit of a breakout in twenty twenty, just from his whole TikTok vibe and brand that he created, and and um, you know, I think just you know, for my sake and 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 my ability to work in this town because it is so small. Uh, it's country music's crazy. Cause it can be, there's a pop version of country. There's the outlaw version of country. There's right. classic country. There's, you know, contemporary country. Alternative country is like a new wave here in town too. And, and, you know, uh, I don't know up church personally, but we've got a ton of, uh, you know, mutual friends and, and, uh, acquaintances and people that work together. And, uh, you know, I think in this industry, if you found something that works for you, then you got to just stay the course and, and, and ride it out. And I think he've, he found a lane and is continuing to to kind of carve it out for himself. And right. he's garnered a massive, massive fan base from that and people that ride his wave and, and talk like he does and believe what he does. And, uh, you know that's the beauty of America. I think that you know that that's allowed, and I think it's great.
0: Right. So right. that just kind of like brings back the old. You know, I said outlaw country. Just thinking of like the old school outlaw ways of uh, some of the artists. You know that they did what they wanted to do. David Allen Coe and and things like that. So, right. uh, not not that I don't like Upchurch, uh, but he's uh, I want to say he's like shock country almost now. You know, he's uh, yeah, you know, some of the songs he he puts out there. So
1: it's yeah, you know it's 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 political uh and i think that's what i meant by saying you know he's found a a lane that works for him and he's trying to you know latch on to the people that that want to be a part of that type of movement for me like i'm just not really a political dude and and uh, you know the 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 power of a microphone is is pretty insane and I'm just more of a like laid back, pretty easy. I, I just I want everybody to, you know, have a good time, get along, kind of thing. So you know, as far as like political movement, that's always been a part of rock and roll. It's always been a part of music. It's a part of hip hop culture. It's about. It's just it's it's the ability to have a microphone and and people that want to listen to you. So, um, yeah, I think he's not doing anything wrong I, right I, I don't know yeah
0: it's got he's got that love hate following and, and there's two things I will never talk about that's politics and religion obviously all yeah. you know everyone yeah you can see how that goes but um I try to keep yeah. that off the show but uh, I know he's been big on TikTok recently and has made some headlines so I figured I'd bring yeah. it up and uh I know he's working with Adam Calhoun and and some other people right now so yeah All right. So we are 35 minutes in. I know you are a busy man. I don't want to take too much of your time. Do you have any final parting words? Uh...
1: Donnie, I just want to say thank you, bro. Thanks for having me. Uh, I remember when we met and you were talking about, uh, you know, wanting to start a platform like this and and I'm so happy to see that you're doing it. Um, I appreciate you, man. I can't wait to, uh, to hang again soon. Hopefully we can get you up to Nashville and, and run that's around, sure,
0: but might uh, get us in trouble, but yes, I'm down. yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay too. We'll uh, we'll figure it out. But man, thank you so much, appreciate it. Uh, thanks you all for listening. And anybody comes to Nashville, look me up, hit me up on Instagram, and uh, uh, I'd be happy to tell you where to go, point you in the right direction, or or let you know if I'm playing out anywhere.
0: Absolutely, so thank you. This is Heath Warren, you can find him on IG Heath Warren. Uh, two. Uh, he is a singer and songwriter in Nashville. Uh, you can follow him, like I said, Heath Warren two on IG. And uh, thanks for tuning in to the Sloppy Syndicate show. If you missed the live version, you can tune in um, on Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio at the moment with several more platforms coming soon. And it's been a pleasure having you all and we will see you next time.
1: Thanks, y'all. Thanks, Donnie. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. We'll see you later. Peace.